Welcome to For the Love of Brantford, a podcast about the evolving story of our community. This podcast is for everyone who holds a place in their heart for our beautiful city. I'm Nathan Etherington, the Program and Community Coordinator for the Brant Historical Society. I'll be sharing some information from the Brant Historical Society archives and other sources to share some history that you may not have learned in school. And I'm Andy Samwell, president of the Eagle Place Community Association, and I'm passionate about community. And for me, you'll hear about what's happening in our community now. And I'm Zila Ozels from the Brantford Public Library. I'll be speaking with experts to get an idea of where our community is going. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, fill in our feedback form on the podcast website at brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB. We hope you join us each episode as we learn from each other and explore Brantford's past, present, and future. This is the full interview between Mandy and Cheryl Antosky. Cheryl, thanks for joining me today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank, thanks for having me, Mandy. Um, well, as you know, I've been a sitting city councillor for for eight years and just uh, in the midst of retiring. Um, but but uh, what we're talking about today is is Equal Ground Community Gardens, and that is something that I was a co-founder of back in two thousand and nine. And uh, so we've been running strong and growing since then. Um, up until very recently, I was president and chair. We now have an, an interim one as, as we get ready to make some, some transition. And that's uh, Caitlin Schneider. We've got a really active board and, um, you know, really a, a project that we're quite proud of in, in the city. Can you tell us a little bit more about Equal Grounds and what you guys do? So community, we run a bit differently than what most people are familiar with with community gardens so when when people hear about a community garden they typically think about somebody renting a plot for whatever 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 dollars um, and that's theirs to plant and and harvest from and take care of our community gardens belong or i was going to say they belong to no one but actually they belong to everyone and um the ones that are in public spaces and open to the public volunteers are gathered uh, from the community and it is all planted together. Uh, certainly they have access to the harvest and they go in and they water and they weed and they, you know, stake and they trellis and all of the things that need to happen in a garden. But all of the community is welcome to enter that garden and help themselves to the harvest. And that's been a really hard uh, difference to get people to understand because we have a couple of reverse biases that we're trying to do. So so we'll have volunteers or or even someone in the community that comes in and says, oh, well, I don't need that. I can buy my stuff. At, so I'm going to leave it for someone who needs it. Everybody needs food. Everybody needs fresh food. Uh, you know, there's lots of people who have all the money in the world that have never tasted a tomato off of a vine. So we're, we deal a little more with the reverse Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, it, it, it's it's more difficult. We're trying to say there should be no divide with food. This is where we should all come together at the table. And whether 
you know, you want to segregate people into haves and have nots. This doesn't matter. This is fresh, healthy food. Let's sit together. Let's meet our neighbors. Let's build community. Let's build a village and let's get back to what really matters. So sometimes we have some volunteers that struggle grasping with that. Well, wait a minute. They didn't do anything to help. Why are they taking? Um, so there's an education piece for that. And, and we want to make sure that people who are, you know, registered volunteers understand that. And honestly, that's how we gain a lot of volunteers, right? Once they become comfortable with coming to the garden and knowing that nobody's going to chase them down when they take something from it, um, it's a safe place for them to come and learn how to do it themselves. And if they have space, they can do it on their own or they can continue um, with the community piece at the community gardens. Yeah, I think that that's something that I've definitely heard people talk about too, about leaving it for others. And I think that if anything, I hope that with this podcast, we can get the word out there that it's for everyone. Um, and could you share a little bit too about how you've had people with um, gardens on their own property and that's part of the program as well? Yeah, so there's there's three part three main pro programs to what we do. The first is the, is the community gardens, which actually also breaks out into a few different segments. There's a pay it forward garden and there's your community gardens. And then there's kind of in-house community gardens, you know, for an organization. What you're referring to is what we call our host garden program. And the host garden program was always a goal uh, for equal ground. We thought that if people could get number one could get more familiar with seeing food gardens around they would become more comfortable because they're nowhere no you know unless they're in a private backyard and fenced in uh which is why we started looking at things like the police station or the fire hall let's let's have food gardens everywhere where people see them and they're not a novelty anymore and and also you know i've always wanted to have a garden but i don't know anything about it so come work with us and and make your mistakes there and and learn that the mistakes don't even matter so that you can be more comfortable growing at home. So that really was all an end goal was to just get people more uh, self-sustained on growing their own food. COVID helped us with that a little bit. We had to close down the gardens. Uh, there was a provincial fight about that saying, you know, how is this not an essential service? Um, and the, the gardens that came together or the organizations that came together won that fight with the province and uh, were able to open, uh, but on a very reduced scale. So we said, all right, how do we pivot quickly? How do we still make sure there's food out there? So we started this program and we support anybody that wants to do it with their, with seed and starter plants. And we have online training through novices and master gardeners. And uh, we just help them and, and they have to donate 20% back to their community. We don't care if that's to a food bank or to their neighbor or to their family. The idea is there is always abundance in the garden. Um, and if you have a bad year, then let's come back next year and, and figure it out. But again, it's all about that food security. Just share. I love that. And I love the idea of trying it out with you guys and, and uh, not having to worry about whether you're already to garden well, or if you're just learning and the, the mistakes are, you know, somewhere else. That's <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's yep. really great. Um, so I've been hearing about um, that you have a greenhouse project coming up. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that exciting news. Yeah, we're very excited about this. This has been a long-term goal. It's it's ambitious. Um, it's a big project. And we like 
most nonprofits don't, you know, we kind of run on a shoestring. Um, so we were very fortunate to be granted, uh, to awarded, to be awarded a grant through Ontario Trillium Foundation, which has allowed us um, to put up a greenhouse and to hire a full-time person for a year, which is so critical for us because we're all volunteers and we're all doing it off the side of our desks. And, and so we really need that dedicated help. Um, so this greenhouse will go in at Earl Haig, and um, we're really excited about that for, for lots of reasons. Um, it's a great location. There's lots of room there. There's, there's ability for us to run workshops and programming and all of those things there. We're just really hoping that the community helps us take care of that greenhouse so that we can continue to well, do lots of things, the things I just mentioned, workshop, and work, but also provide more food free for the community right um so we're very excited about that we're working through all the processes right now because it's it's um it's a building on city property the city of Brantford is our partner and we're not developers and we're not builders so this has been a huge learning curve in terms of uh trying to get there but people will see a greenhouse there in the near future and um we're really hope we're going to need we're going to need more volunteers next year. We're going to need, we need corporate sponsorship. We need cor corporate partners that may have things uh, that they can donate in kind, whether that be gravel, you know, maybe they've got the machines and the expertise and they say, hey, we'll do this, whatever, this grading for you in kind. And we're happy to um, certainly advertise those community-minded partners. All right, that is so exciting. I'm so excited to see that at Earl Haig and and just also to have the staff that you guys are going to be able to have to have workshops and really share with the community how, you know, all the different things of how to garden and whatever you guys come up with to to teach there, but I think that's going to be fantastic. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about what you think that this will mean to the community having this greenhouse? It it depends on the lens you're looking through. I think it's going to mean a lot of things for us. The food, of course, has always been very important. The community development is just as important. And I think we're finding the same thing that uh, a lot of organizations are finding. So pre-COVID, we had built a really good network of volunteers. People were starting to learn about who we were and what we were. And COVID obviously shut those things down. And, and we're, we're finding it very difficult to start rebuilding again. So people who may have been engaged before their life so in some way, shape or form, their life has changed since COVID. Maybe they've got a different job, maybe, you know, whatever it is, um, their life had to take a different direction. And so we've just been meeting on this saying, do we just step back and start from scratch? Like we've never done this before where you go out and you flyer everybody and you meet with every group and you, and uh, you, you just, try and get that engagement people people are tired also after covid and they don't feel like they have this extra time we're hoping that we can send the message out that we're not just asking you to work as a volunteer we're really wanting to build that community work together so that you get that you know when you know your neighbor you go and help shuffle your neighbor's driveway or they come and help you there's there's all these kind of fingers that go out the food security is huge. We know that there's been a greater need since COVID. It's about a hand up, right? This is, let's teach you how to grow this. And, and if you don't have the space, then come grow with us. We can work together and do it. There's, 
our, our community needs to heal and we're not the only one. There's a lot of communities and we can all gather around food. I love that. And uh, definitely let us know if there's anything the Neighborhood Association can do. The Eagle Place Community Association is so looking forward to this project and being able to support that however we can. So that's really fantastic. Yeah. Um, Okay. And could you tell us how, if someone wanted to get involved with Eagle Grounds, how they would go about doing that? Sure. There's, we've got some transition right now. So the best way is through an email while we work out uh, the transition, which is uh, equal ground community gardens at gmail.com. So that's the easiest way I, I could give phone numbers, but because we've got some transition that that will be monitored and you'll be directed to the correct person. All right. That's perfect. And we'll actually add that email in the show notes too, for people to find it easily. So that would be great. Perfect. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? You know, I, I think we've covered the basics. Certainly there's, I, I, I should add that the third part of our program is the Butterfly Way program, which is about pollinators because you can't have food without pollinators. So maybe people are just interested in that piece and they can join us through that. Uh, we've got some really, we've got people with some great knowledge around that. That's a huge learning curve for me. I've learned a lot about the food, the the pollinator piece is really super interesting Um, but it's also allowing us to run our gardens even more environmentally friendly and and uh, because now when we close our gardens we close them differently so that we're creating habitat and that as one example Um, just you know we we really want to invite people to come and join us we want to invite any uh, corporations that think this is a good prob, a uh, good project to come and help however they can. Maybe maybe it's a volunteer work day for your staff. Maybe it's a, a monetary donation. Maybe it's work in kind. Um, we we envision this place as more much more than a, a greenhouse down the road. It's going to come in phases. It's really going to be an urban farm, and and we envision this just being a beautiful functional place to meet and and benefit from that's such a beautiful vision and i look forward to seeing it come true uh thanks so much cheryl for joining me today i really enjoyed chatting with you thanks mandy i really appreciate it thank you for listening to this episode of for the love of brantford you can find all the episodes at brantfordlibrary.ca slash flb including the show notes where we list references share images and provide resources to continue your exploration of brantford we are your hosts mandy samuel nathan Etherington, and zila ozels this is a podcast in partnership with the eagle place community association the brant historical society and the Brantford Public Library.